Welcome to Broad Ideas. Welcome. I feel like we need a welcome song. Like a theme song? Like a theme song. Oh, wait, no. It plays after our end. <laughs> says no, that's the ideas. best song. But I mean, just like a little jingle that's like just welcome. Oh, that you perform each yeah. week? Like I could try a few out. Okay, let's go. Try let's one it. right let's now. Let's try it. <laughs> welcome to Broad Ideas. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> no? No, yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> I I like our theme song. No, I love our theme song. Just a welcome, you guys. Okay, do it again. Try again. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I like it when you do that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, today, Mullen Ackerman is joining us. I'm just gonna sing everything today. <laughs> it's that kind of day. You might remember her from Watchmen from 2009, which I feel like, and I don't know a lot about graphic novels right Mm -hmm. and all of these things but the word on the street is like this is like the best one ever yeah watchman's a good one right yeah isn't that within the community it is respected as that is correct with with, what like the community of earth (laughs) of earth yeah (laughs) community of earth yep yeah the watchman yeah billions heartbreak kid i mean she has such an incredible resume She's here to talk more about her work with On Our Sleeves, and it is Mental Health Awareness Month. On Our Sleeves is the national movement for children's mental health, powered by the clinical experts of Nationwide Children's Hospital. It's calling attention to this critical issue with a variety of initiatives running throughout May, which is massively important. We talked to Malin about it in great deal, and it's just a conversation I loved. Um, without further ado, let's welcome Malin. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside to join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampons. Because people die. We're so happy you're here, and it's so good to see your beautiful face. Thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've always just been the warmest, kindest, best energy. Anytime I have run into you or, you know, and I feel like, was there an Adam Brody connection? There was back an in the Adam day? Brody connection because <laughs> we ended up, yeah, back in the day, we did a movie called The Romantics. Okay. Was it the Romantics? Yeah, it was the Romantics. Okay, um, long time ago, before children were even around, right? In my life, which is before, before children, which is <laughs> a decade ago, right? Crazy. See, um, but uh, yeah, we did a movie together out in New York, and that's how I got to know him. And then the yeah, connection yeah, all came so I think together. that's how I first met you. Yeah, I have no memory, and it's amazing that I remember this. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, it's an she's easy very memorable. There. We were like, okay. <laughs> but still, uh, so memorable. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And it's just, like I said, just you have the best. I don't want to say aura because I don't know. You ever say it, that in my life? Is I'll take an aura. Your aura is purple. <laughs> You'll take an aura. Um, one of the main things I know that you're supporting right now, which I think is so awesome, is the on our sleeves with that organization, right? So we want to learn all about about that because we are so about mental health and the accessibility, you know, and all of it. So we definitely want to start there. (laughs) 
I'd if love that's to. Cool. Yes, yeah. Of <laughs> Please, it's my passion right now. I'll just give you a little background on why I'm interested. Yeah. And I guess because I grew up with a mom who struggled with depression mm. and it was never spoken about. Mm. And it, she was, it was more or less a single mom. My, they separated when I was six, okay. my dad and my mom. And my stepdad came in for a little bit and then he was gone. And there was so much taboo around mental health back then. Nobody mm-hmm. spoke about it. Mm-hmm. I never talked to my friends about it. I didn't even know what to call it. My mom never told me what it was, you know, and I just knew that she'd go into these dark places and lock herself in her room for three days. And then I'd be like, is she going to be okay? I don't know what's happening. And she'd come out, she'd be fine. And I wish, I wish that back then as a child, there were conversations about it, Mm -hmm. that it was just normal. And this is how it is. And so many other people are suffering through the same conditions. And and then step two was my half-brother struggled from really severe OCD as a teenager. And luckily, you know, it was through a lot of searching that we found cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. um, and exposure therapy at Children's Hospital in Toronto. And that was really interesting to me to watch that because there were no resources again in the schools, no counselors, nobody who understood what that was or what that meant and having to fight for extra time for exams. And so... Growing up around that, I decided I was going to become a child psychologist. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Which obviously I'm not. <laughs> obviously worked out so well. That didn't work out. <laughs> Started university, psychology major, thought this is it, this is my calling, and um, had a meeting with the health minister of Toronto and said, I want to reform the schools and wow. I want to like, you know, make sure the counselors are nipping things in the by two friends who committed suicide in high school. Oh my I had God. like so there's a lot of a lot of mental health stuff that yeah. I was yeah. watching growing up. For and sure. just not enough. Nobody knew how to speak about it, right. and nobody was talking about it, and no adults were talking about it. So anyway, cut to now being introduced to On Our Sleeves mm-hmm. and having conversations with them and kind of understanding what their organization is doing, which is destigmatizing mental health conversations. Uh, they have something called Operation Conversation right now, which is on their website, which is so resourceful, and anybody can go into it and find so many resources from parents, caretakers, teachers. They have whole curriculums that you can introduce into your classrooms. Amazing. Um, in, I think they've reached thousands of schools at this point, if not more. I don't know the statistics. Yeah. But um, yeah. anyway, I just loved the idea that you could go in and click on a topic, say anorexia or bullying or whatever it is that your child is suffering from and you don't know how to talk to them about it. <sighs> and they have a conversation. They have conversation starters about those topics. Amazing. And you know, a lot of people don't have the money or the access to therapists. Mm -hmm. And when you do go into, you know, looking into public, uh, you know, pro bono therapy, it's like a six month wait list. Mm -hmm. And so they have tools for you sort of while you wait, how to talk to your child about what's going on in their life. So I just felt like this is super important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I've spoken to a lot of parents after covid um, oh. And all the anxieties and mental health issues that their kids have experienced since mm-hmm. my son being one of them with a lot of separation anxiety that we had to work through. And we're lucky because we have resources. We have right. people. Um, it's something that I've been acutely aware of, obviously, my whole life and sure. been interested in. But I've been starting conversations with parents in the schoolyard and going, "How how is your kid doing since COVID? Like, have you experienced anything different? Or like, how are you guys coping? And Across the board, there hasn't been one single parent who has not had something to say about 
the mental health of their child, which is crazy. Yeah. And but also beautiful to go, everyone's more willing to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we're living in a society where it is on its own being destigmatized. Mm-hmm. And I say that living in Los Angeles, which seems pretty progressive. I don't know about the rest of America. I don't know about the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. But I would love for this to be a global movement of mm-hmm. let's start talking as much as we can talk about physical health, you know, like right. oh, my stomach's hurting or my knee is shot or whatever, you know, I'm struggling with this right now. Yeah. And uh, I had a really hard time myself asking for help and sharing and being vulnerable mm-hmm. in my darkest times and kind of just went inside and went, I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a survivor. I I got everything on my own. And then once I decided to start opening up to my wonderful group of friends, it was like this beautiful support net just presented itself. And it wasn't, there was no judgment. If anything, there was just, it brought us all closer, which I know is a logical thing to say, but I didn't know that that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm, I just thought right. I would be a burden if I shared all of my stuff. All that to say, this organization is bringing you all the resources that you need mm-hmm. in order to start conversations, in order to helplines, whatever you need, yeah. you've got it on on our sleeves. I think it's the most important thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the kids are in school and like, when are you ever going to fucking use trigonometry or like whatever? Yeah. Unless you do a certain <laughs> job that requires, but it's like, sure. why are we not paying attention in education yeah. for this? Because it is so much more massively important. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. it's like how you're developing as a human and it's hard to be human. It's so hard to be it's human. Re- well, especially if no one's, if you don't Teaching have the right it. mentors, right. you know, and your parents usually aren't the right mentors. Right. There's so much stuff in between parents and children, sure, family patterns and, you know, agendas or whatever. But if you have, you hear about, you know, kids who have these amazing coaches mm-hmm. yeah. and they put them on the right track and mm-hmm. their life is great because of their coach. Right. Um, it's, I think that if we brought in, you know, my son goes to a charter school and they, their main focus is social emotional learning. Amazing. That's what my kids are going to go to. I wonder, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But it has been such a blessing that, I mean, again, I, I my utopian dream is that schools start bringing in actual courses, life yes. courses, mm-hmm. bring in life coaches mm-hmm. and teach these kids. You know, um, I have a friend who is a leadership consultant and she created this course. I went and did a weekend with her and learned her methods and all that kind of stuff. And she created this course for kids in juvenile detention centers. Wow. And so we did a 12-week course. I was our co-leader and we worked with these boys who, you know, come from gangs and are serving their time. And it was phenomenal to watch just the shift that was happening after 12 weeks of helping them do values mining and aligning themselves with their values and teaching them leadership skills and tools and just like little things that they just never had access to. Right. And, and all of a sudden they started with like, you know, just dissing each other. By the end, they were acknowledging each other. Oh, they so were talking good. about their values and what they were going to do when they got out, what they were going to do differently. It's stuff like that. We go, this can change the world if we start talking about it and focusing on it. Right. And bringing it into schools and teaching it. Then I think it's time to start demanding it. Yeah. You know, to be honest, like I really do, especially as parents, I think it's our job to advocate for what they need in a way where we don't stay quiet about it and demand that it be addressed because people are suffering. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. Quietly suffering. Quietly suffering. Quietly suffering. I do have a question for you on that. Um, And I've noticed this quite recently that a lot of women that have privilege or success or these kind of big lives have been more quiet about their depression because they feel as if, well, I shouldn't be depressed. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't, like... There's this I should kind be of, thankful and grateful for what I've got. Correct. Yeah. Have you experienced that in your own life? Do you think that contributed to you being quiet about your um, um, struggles? Or no, I don't. I've I luckily, you know, knock on wood, I haven't struggled with depression. Oh, that's you're so the lucky. Honest truth. <laughs> um, you know, I, it skipped a generation. My mom, it didn't get passed on. Um, I've had my own struggles as far as you know having a child and going through a divorce mm-hmm. when he was only four months old. Oh um, my goodness. He was four months old. Four months old. And That's so that was a oh big moment. That was a hard one, but yeah. it was, um, I guess to answer your question is, yeah, a lot of it, which I've talked a lot to my therapist about is, you know, I've got a great life. Like, and I do, I have a great life. And so, and she keeps reinforcing that yes of yes you do and that's wonderful but you also have feelings right right <laughs> so you also are allowed and entitled to yeah. feelings and what you're feeling is what you're feeling mm-hmm. um and the beauty of that the divorce at such a young age was which was detrimental of course in so many ways and i felt like such a failure because my parents divorced and i thought i'm not going to let this happen and i'm going to yeah. lose and and then it happened even earlier but at the same time I try to always look for a silver lining. And the silver lining was that one of my best girlfriends moved in with me, who I've known <gasps> since we were 12. She moved in, and for a year and a half, so we lucky. raised my son together. That's that the is, best. It was incredible. That is like, <laughs> like the dream. So but. I didn't have time to be really that saddened because I gained so much. Oh wow. my God. And that is the, I think all that's of the my key. friends showed up, and oh I just my God, went, it's amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. Now that's not to say that like a couple years later when it just everything was sinking in and I had to take a year to just go all right who am I now who am I as a single mm-hmm. woman who am I as a mother who do I want to be what am, you know so it was a whole like recalibrating I I decided not to even look at that for the first year and a half when right. my girlfriend was there well, you we had, had a 4 months old we were, yeah, like, yeah sure. you had a little busy <laughs> sure sure for sure and then, so the time when you you took the time, what did you do to kind of get to know yourself? And- um, therapy. Okay. Yep. And I took a course in transcendental meditation. Awesome. Learned awesome. how to meditate. Yep. Um, and stopped uh, fucking around with every guy that walked in the door. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's always, a, that's always a move. Left some space. <laughs> left some space. I went nuts for a while. I was just like, you know what? Well, you should. Screw it. I was in a relationship for 11 years. This is super yeah. fun. I'm going to get out there and have some fun. And then I thought, nope, I don't want to give out that my I don't want to give my energy. Like, I don't want, I'm giving I want to it like up too easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to save space for somebody. Me, right? I wasn't even sure if that's what I wanted, but I just oh, wanted wow. to save space for myself at that moment mm-hmm. and check in with myself and not let, just go nuts. And that was really scary and beautiful and lonely and mm-hmm. um, sad. That was a bit of a sadness there. Again, not a depression. At wow. that time when I was going through that journey, I had my other best girlfriend and her husband, and they just had a newborn baby. We were all living together in New York because I was shooting billions there. Oh, wow. And she was nannying. She'd quit her job as a preschool teacher. <gasps> she stayed home with my son and oh, her son. Gosh. Oh, my god. So, again, gosh. another silver lining. And I had her support throughout that crazy time of, like, 
self-reflection and, mm-hmm. you know, going inward and we'd sit at the end of the night and she had just become a mom and like sat there with a bottle of wine and just going, oh my God, it's <laughs> <laughs> hard. Yeah. You know? There's a lot to consider right now. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you bring these things into the world and you've yeah. no idea how to do it. Nope. And like you think, you know, your parents and you, you, you whatever you learn from that, which is questionable, of course, but you know, you're thrown into it without anything and to have yeah. the support of a best friend. I think I would choose a best friend over a partner <laughs> if I had the totally. choice. I, I mean, it's so much easier because yeah, yeah. you got your own rules, right. which might not necessarily be the best thing, but you have, I mean, again, this, my best friend is also the leadership consultant coach who's like a life coach. So she has all the tools right. and she's the one who got me to ask for help mm-hmm. and to, to be vulnerable. So she was also an exceptional friend who like had all the tools where mm-hmm. I was like, my ex doesn't have those tools. Right. We wouldn't have been able to talk things through properly. Right. You know, so yeah. Yeah, there's I, something know, to it. I'm so grateful for that. My friend sent me something on Instagram recently that I forgot what they were calling it, but single moms living together. Like it's like a yes. movement. It's a thing. Yes. And she's single, a single mom as well. And, I was, you know, there really is something to it. Yeah. I mean, it takes that's a village, whole, the commune sort of mentality. I mean, that's why, that's why everyone did it back yeah. in the day. I I'm like, let's so go churn good. some that's butter, you guys. Like, I'm going to churn you some butter. Oh, it would be great. It would be amazing. Um, so, you you know, you talked about when you were growing up and your mom and you didn't know what was going on, mm-hmm. and the depression and everything. Did it get to a point where you guys were able to talk about it and understand from her? Yeah. I mean, it took a while. Yeah. Um, I, the, the depression was called out, of course, probably in my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, and But there still wasn't... I mean, she explained what it felt like. Um, but she also just didn't have... She didn't have the tools to understand and work on herself and all that stuff. So it was just... There was a lot of friction mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. us as a teenager and mm-hmm. ultimately ended in me moving out at 16. Um but but since, you know, since I've grown up as well and gotten a bit more tools and um, capabilities on conversation starters with her, mm-hmm. we've been able to really get a better understanding of what we both went through and, um, you know, f- forgive and come together in a really different, beautiful way. And also I have a better understanding that that, you know, what depression is and you can't help it. And, Mm-mm. you know, it's just... The things I didn't know when I was younger. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've had an interesting journey for sure. Yeah, I bet. I'm just thinking about that and growing up as a child and stuff, you know. I mean, and it makes so much sense and you're advocating for it. But, I mean, for children especially. And, yeah. Because, yeah, it's… Well, they don't know. I mean, your child, your child doesn't know… We're the ones to lead them, right. right? To guide them. They have these big feelings they don't know totally. how to control or what they are. Totally. And, and yeah. I don't necessarily know how to manage that no. either. You know, I'm. we're all trying here. Yeah. And and I think the honesty is really important with our kids too because they're so, they're so close to their animal instincts and they read us so well. Mm-hmm. That is something that I so admire with kids and I don't want to, I hate watching them get, um, jaded over time. Right. I, I hate seeing that innocence go away. I know. But it's... It's life. You know, par for the course. Of but, course. But at the same time, we've tried, you know, we have a little boy um, who's now 10 and he is so open with his feelings. And we've I've really made a, an effort to keep open communication about feelings and yeah. that feelings are okay. And, yeah. and I've had to work on that myself because I've been so much like... 
everything's great. Right. You know, it's all going to be good. Because my dad is super positive. And I remember sitting in a therapy session once and we talked about the breakup and how it was delivered to me that my parents were breaking up. And I, in my little head, thought, oh my God, my dad's not going to be, be able to be my dad anymore because he was moving to Sweden, back to Sweden. Oh, wow. And I was so devastated. And my dad just said, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great. You're going to come and spend the summers with me and we're going to have so much fun and, you know, made the best of it. And that was his way of doing it. And I always adopted that, trying to find the best version. And I was going through my divorce and I we I talked to my therapist about it and I said, you know, but I got to be strong for my son. And she goes, do you? Or do, do you just you? have to be you and show him what a human is? And right. like to just show him all the feelings so he grows up because we, you know, we have to model it all. And I thought, oh my God, you're right. I don't know how to do that. I know. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That feels so not natural. It's like counterintuitive in yeah, a way, right? Because I'm always like, no, no, everything's fine. Yep. It's good. This totally. happened. No, but it's good. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Broad Ideas is supported by Manscaped. Ladies. June is just around the corner, and my guess is that you haven't purchased a Father's Day gift, am I right? Well, look no further than the sponsors of today's show because our friends at Manscaped are dedicated to upgrading his grooming game from face to waist. Their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the total package dedicated to making sure all fathers go from dad to daddy this year. Oh. <laughs> Have him join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ideas at manscaped.com. Mama's going to like this one. I am a fan of a groomed man, but here's why. Because like if I'm really into somebody and it's not groomed, I don't care. But when you're like first dating someone and you see that. It shows they care. It shows they care. It's I don't like, want to see that. I don't need to see that. But it's like, you know, it just shows that they care about what they're presenting. And I think that's just as considerate. That's all I'm going to say. Let's start with the ultimate Father's Day MVP, the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Inside this package, he'll find their signature Beard Hedger Trimmer, Beard Shampoo Plus Conditioner, Beard Oil, Beard Balm, and two free gifts with their signature Beard Comb and Scissors. With 20 haircutting lengths and a singular guard, he'll be able to craft his look like never before without a mess in the drawers something we ladies can all appreciate. And if he doesn't have a beard, he needs to try their Performance Package 4.0. This beautiful bundle is absolutely daddy material. It includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, brand new weed whacker, 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ideas at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ideas. Make this Father's Day one he won't forget with Manscaped. Broad Ideas is supported by Quince. I love being comfortable and I love cashmere. And I love affordable cashmere. Everyone knows those are your two favorite things. Those are very high up on my list, Rob. And that's why I love Quince. Shopping for clothes is a compromise. It often feels like I have to choose between saving up for an expensive luxury piece or settling for a cheap, fast fashion item that won't last. That was until I elevated my closet with Quince. With Quince, I can get high-quality, timeless pieces without paying that luxury price tag. And I could not believe the pricing on all of their beautiful things. You see cashmere, you see leather, you think it's going to be a high price point. Yeah, you assume $3 signs. <laughs> but this was way less than what I expected. I know you're wondering how they do it. Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to you. What's even better? 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium, eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So I can feel good about getting high-quality items that last longer. Shop with Quince today and discover the affordable luxury you deserve. Right now, go to quince.com ideas to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com ideas for free shipping, 365-day returns, quince.com ideas. I struggle as well. Even like little things like last night we're going to sleep and my daughter, she's been having issues at school with her best friend is now wanting a different best friend and like (laughs) the other girl like got up and wouldn't sit next to my daughter and then, you know, she went to sit next to the other girl that she wants to be best friend. Anyway, and I'm trying to navigate this and obviously this isn't as deep or, you know, whatever. It's still just trying to navigate and how to communicate and what you are honest about or what you're just like, it's all fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just basically like, I understand that you feel like that makes you feel bad. That wouldn't yeah. make me feel good either. You yeah. know, like, and of course you can feel that way, but also don't play with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, don't I, worry about it. I yeah. just heard something, and I've said this a million times on this podcast, and people may get sick of it, but I'll say it a million more times. More is caught than taught. So yes. we can teach them all day long, but if we're not modeling it, Absolutely. they're not catching it. Right. Absolutely. And so we have to show them what it looks like to have big feelings and mm-hmm. whether it's express it, get healthy outlets for it, yeah. find our um, voice in it, all those things. Because we can teach them if we're not doing them, they won't register it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, do you guys know who Dr. Amen is? No, I don't know Dr. Amen. So he's amazing. He's a, is it a holistic or functional medicine psychiatrist? Okay. Oh. And he does these brain scans and works with Uh um, mental health. So he was saying there's two things that are the most important about being a parent. And he was talking about never helping your child solve their problems. And I was like, what? <laughs> I like, do that you're all the a time. Language? I'll be like, well, maybe you could see it this way or maybe you can see it this way. Well, here's a solution. Or, or here's yeah. a solution. <laughs> and he's basically like, you're teaching them not to rely on themselves. Right. And so more our job as the parent is to be like, well, what do you think? Yep. Right. Absolutely. Work? What do you think would be a good solution? Because it's so natural to yeah. want to help them. But his whole thing was being firm in that. Yeah. Wow. I know. Yeah. And it's hard because your kids will go, but I just want to know. But you're so right that the open-ended questions and saying, you know, well, what do you think could have been a better choice Mm -hmm. right then and there? Or like, Mm -hmm. what are you just challenging them to grow their capabilities is is really important and really hard. Really hard. Simple, but not easy. Not easy. I'm like (laughs) kicking myself. I told her she's being mean. Just don't play with her. But it's like, she needs to think about what? Right. And that's a hard part. I mean, don't kick yourself. We all do that. That's why he made a video putting it out there. Right. You know, and I I remember I learned that in psychology. We had this thing where we couldn't speak for 10 minutes. You had had to listen to a client share Mm -hmm. and you can't say a word for 10 minutes. And then afterwards, it was like a 20-minute thing where you're not allowed to give any feedback. Mm -hmm. And it was like nails on a chalkboard Mm because I wanted to offer solutions or advice Mm -hmm. or guidance. Mm -hmm. Every single time the person came to their own solution. Yep. And you were like, fuck. 
<laughs> yours was better than mine. I did that exact same thing in did that you? course with the yeah, and I've done. I've gotten certified as a coach, like a life coach now oh, as well. Me too. Yeah. 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 Wait, did you and guys go to? Did the you same? go to USM? No, I didn't. Oh, go to USM. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but that exact thing, we did that, and the woman was going, and she got mad at me at one point. She's like, "You're not saying anything," and like, I'm having these troubles with my daughter, and you, and and I was like. God, I so badly wanted to just tell you what to do. And then by the end, she calmed down. She figured it out. It's that whole thing of like, you ask them the questions and ultimately they everyone knows the answers. Right. Even right. our kids, they have ideas yeah. of what it could be, you know, and then let them test it out. Right. But again, I don't do that all the time either. I am so, I so badly wanted to say, well, don't, don't do it. Like, right. Or just, you know, get over it or let it go. Oh. But they just have to figure it out. They do. It's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. And everything is so, like, every, you know, it's not heavy, but, like, just the amount of anxiety I'll feel if, like, did I do this right? Did I say the right thing? Is this the, you know, am I going to fuck her up? Or, like, yeah. you know, because there's so yeah. much pressure. You're definitely going to fuck her up I was going to say, in you some will. Way. Yes, of course up. we are. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Right? Humanity. That's what we do. Yeah. But hopefully it's but hopefully not detrimental. hopefully we can give them the tools, yeah. you know, if they <laughs> exactly. have support. Yeah. To exactly. figure it out. It's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And it is every parent's everything, every parent is asking themselves the same question. You know. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, right? hopefully. <laughs> right. Hopefully. If you're asking yourself that, you're aware that you're, you know, that you care. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so one, that's a good place to be. For sure. Yeah. One would hope. Yeah. But I think <laughs> but I think, you know, when it was when you brought up Toronto and you brought up the children's hospital. Yeah. It's called Sick Kids, right? Yeah. I've always been like. It's an amazing hospital. Yeah. It's so good. The name. <laughs> I feel like yeah, maybe— Yeah, I've never even thought about it. It's been it. around yeah. forever, and yeah. the name's been around forever. I had yeah. this conversation recently with—he's like um, the CMO at Children's Here. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you feel about the name? He's like, well, that's what it is. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I'll stand by your opinion, but I've always felt a little yeah. weird that it's called Sick Kids because you're calling the kids sick. I know. I guess you're right. I mean, I guess it is, is a that thing a weird, of like— I, I think about oh, weird That things. makes me feel weird too. Yeah, it does? Healing kids. Right. Like, Something yeah. like— Could it make it yeah. sound yeah. positive? Make it better, kids. I am yeah. not— It's an incredible <laughs> hospital. They do amazing totally. things. I'm not saying yeah, anything no, like so that. But I I've always been like— thought about it. It sounds like more of a— like, Yeah. It should be a positive spin. Yeah. Abs- I agree. Healed it's kids. all in the mind. Yeah. <laughs> all I can it's think children's about. Hospital. Yeah. Children's hospital. Children's hospital. I mean, you know? Yeah. There you go. To there the you point. go. Simple. <laughs> Same thing, but a yeah. little less. I don't know. All I can think about is how lucky you are that you don't experience depression. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering, just out of curiosity in your lineage, did it skip generations? Or was it just your mom? Was it circumstantial? Was it so was there substance abuse or anything? I think that so I guess that's a uh on my dad's side, yeah. there isn't mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. Um on my mom's side, it's it it runs in the family. Okay. For sure. And yes, Got it. her parents had severe substance abuse. For sure. Okay. Self-medication. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um and so because of that, they were all children of alcoholics. And that makes an impact. Big time. Obviously. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I would say that m- most of my aunts and uncles on my mom's side have suffered depression or yeah. still are mm-hmm. working through it. But I think because I had my father as a model as well and part of his DNA yeah. um, and sort of took the bull by its horns when I was 16 and moved out and realized that I maybe didn't have, I hadn't had the best um, mentor 
in in my mom just because of that. Like yeah. she gave me so many great things. I'm not saying I, I love my mom. Let's get this straight. <laughs> um, I think she's wonderful, and I think she did the best with what she was given. Yeah, struggling through depression and trying to raise a child. Yeah, brutal. I, I mean, I put myself in her shoes, and I go, that must have been so hard. Right. Um, but but I think having somebody to look at and go, oh, you can choose that. Uh, obviously, I didn't have that wording before, but I was like, my dad is positive, and he seems good and fine, and like, what's he doing? Maybe mm-hmm. I'll do that. Um, and then understanding early on that there is a choice. You know, someone said, "There's you've got this canvas and it's blank and you get to paint whatever you want on it. It's actually your choice, whatever you want to make it. Yeah. And I just thought, that's so, that made so much sense. It was so mm-hmm. simple. And I just said, that makes so much sense to me. I don't have to take all the past stuff. Right. I can decide to do it my way. And what is my way? I don't know. I'll figure it out along the way. But I definitely don't want to. You know, again, I didn't grow up. My mom is not an alcoholic in that in the way that her parents were. So I didn't grow up in that environment. Mm-hmm. I just grew up just not understanding certain parts of depression. Right. Yeah. Mom's tired. Yeah. 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 And like not feeling and well. Not there. Not like, there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've, I've. There was a point where I went through depression. I had never had it before, and it was, yeah. you know, when once I got older, and I was like in my bed, and my daughter would be around and be like, "Oh, my stomach hurts," you know. So the next time I literally had a stomach ache, you know, yeah. I ate something gnarly. And she was like, uh, she was like, do you need to lay in bed? Are you going to be okay? You know, so right. she had now connects, yeah. if my stomach hurts, I'm going to be in bed for a while because mm, yeah. I don't feel well. Of course. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? But like, yeah. how do you talk to a, she was five at the time, a five-year-old or however, no, I don't know how old she was. Um, how do you talk to a young child? And you're going, like, you Absolutely. can't explain. I don't think you can. Or a toddler no. or whatever. I think that was beautiful. And as she grows up, you can explain that in the, if she even remembers that, right. that those moments you were struggling through something. And right. yeah. those will be beautiful bonding moments for you guys maybe when she's struggling through something or right. to know that you are connected that way or – um, but at, but and also that's those are the moments that people could go on this website and go, oh, this is how I have this conversation brilliant. specifically. It's it's so you know? brilliant. So when you're at a loss, you go, okay, I need. Oh, right, I can go here. I don't have yeah. someone to call right at this moment. It's just accessible. Yeah, accessibility is that is key. It's just yeah. to be able to have that help. Yeah, because I would have loved it. Yeah, you know, it's Absolutely. another thing. I'm like kicking myself, like, oh, what did I do wrong? Yeah, because sure. it's constant as a parent. <laughs> you don't gotta start do it. Yourself. You got to stop. <laughs> I know. Morris caught and taught. Well, it. she doesn't see me kicking myself. No. She energetically will feel it. You've got to doing stop. Great. You're an Just amazing mother. As long mother. as you're giving her love, always that's the most always. important. Thing. Oh, we're and so close, it. and yeah. you know, there's so much love. But yeah. you just do one thing. You know what I, I mean. Know. The parent, thing you parent guilt. Oh, it's so never ending. It's never ending. I mean, you have a ten year old son. Yeah. It's she has two nuts. boys. I'm, oh, you do? Yeah. How old are your boys? Seven and four. Okay. Yes. So you're in it. I'm <laughs> deep in it. I yeah. have a question about this. So the other night, Elliot, my oldest, was sick like a week ago. Yeah. Gave him cough syrup to go to sleep and these like, melatonin gummies because uh-huh. he couldn't sleep because of his cough. Yeah. Okay. A few days later, he asked for it again. I come from alcoholism on both sides of the family. He's seven. Yeah. I'm not saying he's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> but he came and he wanted the melatonin gummies and the cough syrup. <laughs> and now he's come for it 
every night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he wants a state change. He wants yeah. to feel something other than what he's feeling. And that's what we need to be able to work with our children on. Right. Is don't we all want to feel different than what we're feeling yeah, every day? Different sure. times. <laughs> right. At what time? At yeah. five o'clock. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Absolutely. And it's like, so how like with that website and with the work you're doing, are there little tools you think that would help with that? I'm going to say absolutely because mm-hmm. it's so dense. Um, on this website, there's so many topics that are discussed. And if not, there are contact you can reach out. Yeah, But I'm not 100% sure because I haven't, I mean, I've dove yeah. in a million times and looked at everything, but it's, again, once you go in, you'll see there's links to links to links to links to links. So yeah. I think you can find pretty much anything. I have friends who give their kids melatonin every single night. Oh, um, isn't there like because a, it's, isn't it controversial now or something? I feel like I read something recently I'm about. I'm sure it's controversial. Puberty? Is that what it is? Yeah, and linked to puberty issues. Oh, really? With melatonin? I think that's one. Interesting. Yeah. Because I thought because it's naturally produced that that they wasn't, but I don't know. Jeff always said, my husband always says that you don't want to. doctor. You don't okay. want to give him too much melatonin because then the body will stop producing it on its right. own. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Maybe I should tell my friends that. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's call them right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm going to call them after on the way home. Have just you seen slow it down. with your kids, like just wanting to feel different, whether it's sugar or a show or anything or yeah. you're like oh no I'm, I'm just like boxed. 100%, 100%. <laughs> shows and sugar are two the two main ones is you right? know well at oh, 10 yeah. years old it's also video games right you know um Roblox are you Roblox. in the Roblox world uh, oh in my the Roblox world it is a nuts. thing but the thing that is really cool about it we try to keep them off of YouTube that's my least yeah. favorite same because that goes down to a weird vortex rabbit hole kind right. of thing right and we've talked about that too. And we're, we're trying to put a lot of, um, um, what's it called, responsibility on him mm-hmm. and just explaining things and, mm-hmm. you know, saying like, if you're honest, we will never get mad. You right. just have to be truthful. Right. And if there are videos that you've seen that you have questions about, ask us and mm-hmm. tell us. We're not going to ban you from it. We'll right. talk about it because he's nervous that he'll, we'll never let right. him watch YouTube again. Yeah. We don't let him watch that often. But um, Roblox is interesting. I have like a love-hate for it because there are some of the games that are really great. Great. Build a boat that he's like building these, yeah, yeah. you know, these whole existences. And he's on FaceTime with like five of his friends and they're all in it. He's like, come on, jump in my spaceship that I created. And they all go, I was like, this yeah, is Yeah, interactive with each other. And yeah. there's the other ones that are like, here's yeah. your gun. Doors, I think or, it is. And they're or, like, it's almost like a horror movie. Oh, God. And then I can't sleep at night. I'm like, well, you, that, yeah. you made that choice. Right, right. <laughs> now you can't sleep and I'm not going to sleep with you. <laughs> yeah. So um, it is for sure, I think, mind-altering. And we've had the sugar talk with him too. And oh, like really? all the talks of food and how they make you feel and how you just be aware of those things. And he has a girlfriend who he's had since <gasps> first first grade. What? Fourth Two. grade now. Are you kidding, kidding me? me? They go away for weekends. What do you um, mean? What do you mean by themselves? They go away for weekends <laughs> with their parents. Oh, like, they're, I know. They're like, they're like, bye. Like, what? <laughs> we're taking an Uber. <laughs> but, but the parents are so lovely, and they're like, oh, so we're going to this, like, we're going to the Wolf Lodge for a weekend. Yeah. Does Sebastian want to come with us? Love like, that place. Okay, they love it. They have you ever been? Yeah, we just went. So oh my we God. went with his girlfriend the first time, and then he wanted to do that for his birthday. So some so of his friends did it. came, and we did it. Oh, man. We did it. Oh, yeah. 
We you did can't it. do anything but do it. I <laughs> did. I did have drinks by the pool. Yeah, all day. I it mean, was great. Just like just a little bit to take the edge off all day. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Ultimately, we actually. It's that thing where you see your kids having a great time, and you're like, they have the time I of their lives. So happy, for and you're them. crying and from chlorine burning. Totally. You're like you're just crying. Everything constantly. sucks, but <laughs> but you're like, this is a heaven for kids. Yeah, and they're yeah. having the best time. They and still I'm so glad. My daughter went in January. She still has her bracelet on to this day. Oh, I love it. It is decrepit. It, it yep. is disgusting. Yep. It is not blue. It yeah. is white. It is. <laughs> she will not take it off. He did the same thing for the from the first one. Did he? He's like, I'm not taking it off. Okay, but they go on um, trips together. So they go on trips. They go on <laughs> trips. And we love this family so much. You know, they've been together for they since first together. grade. I mean, I mean they have more successful grade. a relationship than like most adult totally. couples. <laughs> but but they they go away and they, you know, obviously you're at Wolf Lodge, a lot of crappy food and a lot, mm-hmm. of, you know, and it's a vacation and it's a trip. And um and he would get stomach aches, of course, because you don't eat that much shit right. yeah, normally on a daily basis. And so, you know, we t- had that talk. And recently he had a sleepover at his girlfriend's house. And <laughs> they went back to their place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so platonic. But, you know, they yeah, yeah, are like, she's a bit of a tomboy and there's, it's perfect. Yeah. And he asked the dad, they, they made pizza. And he goes, do you mind, can you make me some broccoli and steak so I can just oh. have something healthy? Because I just don't want to get a stomach ache. Oh. So he's taken agency over his own body. Wow. And, like, and the dad texted me. He's like, I've never seen a kid ask me this before when there's pizza on the table. Oh, my <laughs> God. So so I think to come back around to your, your question is giving them the awareness to mm-hmm. understand it and what that alteration is and to go, you know, your iPad is a vice. It's not a passion. It's not a, something that's good for you. It's okay. We all have vices in that right. okay, but but we have to be aware of them and self-regulate. Wow. Right. Understand our bodies and ourselves. And same conversation about the melatonin, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Like, yeah, it makes you feel good. It helps you sleep better. But what are some other things that we can do to help you sleep better? Right. We might find something different, like a cool nightlight and some meditation sounds. Oh, or yeah. I don't know. We whatever, put a sound you know, bath but, on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Broad Ideas is supported by OptiGreens 50 from First Form. OptiGreens 50 is a precisely formulated green superfood powder meant for overall immune system support and digestive health. About 80% of your immune system is located in your gut and digestive tract. So healthy digestion is essential for overall health and wellness. It's not necessarily how many ingredients. The more important point is there is the right amount of each of the ingredients. Taste and texture are like no other product on the market, not gritty, and it has a sweet berry flavor from natural flavors. We are so confident in the flavor that if you don't like it, we offer a 110% money-back guarantee. Send it back if you don't think this is the best tasting and highest quality greens powder on the market and we'll give you your money back plus 10%. 100% of the greens ingredients are all grown and manufactured in the USA. Low temperature processing increases the bioavailability of the product, meaning your body can more effectively utilize the nutrients in the product instead of the nutrients being high temperature process, which leads to lower usable nutrient content for your body to benefit from. Visit firstform.com slash ideas. That's one S-T-P-H-O-R-M dot com slash ideas. Firstform.com slash ideas. Broad Ideas is supported by Caldera Lab. Ladies, Is there anything more attractive than when a guy takes care of himself? Our new partner, Caldera Lab, is helping guys get their healthiest skin with an all-natural, simple skincare routine that is clinically proven to work on all skin types. 
This is a great gift for your husband or partner or any father figures in your life with Father's Day right around the corner. With their clinically proven products, wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging are visibly reduced and a surefire boost to their confidence this summer. Use code IDEAS at calderalab.com to enjoy an exclusive 20% off their finest products. I think skincare is one of the best things you can do for yourself. And I think men should partake if they aren't already. Anyone should, really, because who doesn't want beautiful glowing skin? It turns out that a lot of guys want to take care of their skin and they just don't know where to start. And that's where Caldera Lab comes in. Caldera Lab makes it simple for guys with their four-step daily routine. And after he feels his face after using these products, he'll be hooked. And ladies, these products are actually up to our standards. The ingredient list is insane with all plant-based, cruelty-free, organic, or wild harvested ingredients and science-based formulas. Committed to transparency, sustainability, and excellence, Caldera Lab is on a mission to better men's skincare around the world. Through uncompromising craftsmanship, exceptional ingredients, and rigorous transparency, Caldera Lab is here to upgrade the father in your life's skin and confidence. Now here's the exciting part. You can get 20% off with our exclusive code IDEAS at calderalab.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com by using code IDEAS. Give the gift of skincare to the man in your life to make father time a thing of the past with Caldera Lab. You know yeah. what you you know what you just made such a great point because it's the exact same thing as Dr. Amen was saying. It's like helping them understand giving them the power to understand their own body, yeah. the effects and then like even taking it further and asking them, like, do you have any other ideas of what could help you sleep? Totally. Right. And then that could be a great way. But here's the struggle for me. As far as, like, the food conversation goes, I struggle with putting too much focus and attention on what's in your food and what's the— You know what I mean? Because then I think that has the potential of having a negative impact of, like, you know— Being worried. Being worried or being like, well, what's in this? What ingredient is this? And it's like— I mean, this is just my personal opinion. Yeah. I think that I never talked to him about the ingredients per right. se. Right. It's just like, these are healthy foods. These are not so healthy foods. Right. And you should have all of them, but more of the healthy stuff and less of this stuff. Right. And just like balance it out. So if you've had an ice cream cone today, probably shouldn't have dessert after dinner or, you know, we don't do dessert every day anyway. But, but I think... Just no judgment. We're just, but he gets he gets really affected by sugar. Right. So does her oldest. Yeah. yeah. Boys get really hyperactive mm-hmm. and or at least I we've noticed that. And he starts to like almost tick a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like his body almost convulses. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't good for you. So we go. Strawberries with whipped cream is like a great dessert. That's and great. Like things that aren't full of sugar. And we tell him about this and what it does to his mm-hmm. body. And we go, do, do you notice that when you did this? It felt like that. And you were saying your tummy hurt. And so we're just giving him an understanding of the links mm-hmm. because he's self-confessed. Like I'm not feeling good after. And we go, oh, well, what do you think it was? And he goes, I think it was probably the last night he had a dip, you know, the dipping dots or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah, they're yeah, called. Yeah. Oh, they love those dipping dots. And then he was like, oh, I had a stomach ache going to bed last night. I was like, oh, you did? What do you think it was? He's like, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the dipping dots. Right. <laughs> right. Right. He just understands it. And he knows. And I said, you know, sometimes it's a crapshoot. Sometimes you'll yeah. get a tummy ache. Sometimes you won't. But you take a chance because you have to be able to indulge. Right. But we don't discuss the ingredients yeah. or like, you know, not to, because I worry about that too. I don't want him to I know. be worried and I and don't hyper want him, aware of, no of yeah. like and would that turn into 
you know, like a eating disorder. disorder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a fine line. For it sure. is a fine line. But awareness, I think, is key for yeah, them I to think have their great. own self awareness. And um, he's going away to first year ever to sleep away camp oh, this summer. Oh, how long is he going? Ten days. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a big That's step. a long Does time. Does he have friends big going? Does he's he got know three, of okay, his, good. three of his okay. best guy friends from school. Got good. it. But he's definitely nervous, but he's also excited. But it's that whole thing of like, yeah. you're going to have lots of food choices. And so you have to make the choices. I'm not making them for you. Yeah. So right. you know what makes you feel good and you know what doesn't. And How do you feel about him going away for the first time? I'm really like that? nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super excited. Yeah. Um, you know, I said to my husband, like, this will be great. And we can go do something and we can do our own trip. And I don't think I'll be able to do that. Right. I think I'll have to stay home and like wait like for this. the letters to come <laughs> yeah. in and like send him letters and and then if this all goes well, then next year, if he loves it, he'll go back and then I'll be able You'll to relax. relax. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's going to be amazing. Of course. And I, I, I of course. was 10 years old when I went to my first sleepaway really? camp and Aww. I loved it. Super nervous going. Yeah. But loved it. Yeah. Um, and went back every year until I was 15. I'm so oh, wow. jealous. So, Aren't you jealous of him a little bit right now? Don't you kind of want to do it? <laughs> Not really. No. no. <laughs> I never did it. That's why. That's oh, why. I see. Did you? I did it once. You did? I did. And then the second, yeah, I was supposed to go back the next year. We got to the parking lot to go. All the buses were there and I wouldn't get on it. I wouldn't do it again. But I I was not the kid that slept out. I always like got picked up from a sleepover. Like I just didn't do well. I should probably dive into that a little bit. I was about to say, you're no different now. I know. I don't like to sleep out. (laughs) Well, that makes, I mean, I love my own bed Yeah, that's normal, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but I just remember like not, like that panic attack, like as a kid and the anxiety and I just would not get on the bus. I get it. That's him a little bit too. He's not keen. He'll sleep at his girlfriend's house and like one other friend, but right. it's still There's a certain a comfort zones. So that's his biggest concern is the sleeping. Aww. But he's going to be great. I think so too. He's going to be all such a, a step into independence and yeah. trusting himself and yeah, you know, all the stuff good. we're talking about. I think 10 I, think I, I feel like I was right. like second grade. Maybe I'm wrong. That sounds young. That sounds really young. Young. I'm, that's I'm probably wrong. young kids <laughs> there too that are younger than him that are I like think seven or eight. I think 10 I think Did you go to sleepaway camp, Rob? I never go to sleep awake camp. ever. You want, you to, want to? I do. Go glamping with your friends. <laughs> That's a great idea. We're in. Yes. Yeah. Let's do yeah. that. Go to sleep awake camp. That sounds great. <laughs> but I want to do like all the cheesy stuff. Like I want to do the water balloon. Like I want to do it all. Oh, but do you think all camp just water balloons are just <laughs> yeah, standard that water come along balloon. with it? Listen, you can plan a great camping trip and bring right. all the things you want to bring and go somewhere where there are zip lines and you know, yeah. archery and do it all. Oh my yeah. God. Let's we will do, do it. it. I feel like it's an East Coast thing though, more. Yeah. You know? I think you're right. Like we the, we did a lot of camping in Toronto. We were up in Canada. Yeah, yeah. It was all lakes and we were camping were you every in, where did you grow up in Toronto? Um like pretty central. Like in like the city and in the city. Yeah. Toronto proper, yeah. Okay. All around, moved around a lot, but yeah. mainly like Bathurst and Eglinton yep. area. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that Not was well. went to North Toronto <laughs> there for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then lied and said, um, I was Catholic to go to a Catholic school with my then boyfriend because oh. I was like, you're not going to Catholic school with all Without those me. girls in uniforms <laughs> and short little skirts. I love it. Yep. I love that you can admit, like, no, no. No. <laughs> you're not going without nope. me. Where did you go at 16? I was modeling at the time, so okay. I traveled. Um, I went to Milan and Barcelona. Wow. Um, at 16? Yeah. At 16? Alone? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Alone. Yeah. How do you do? Were you emancipated? 
Uh, no, not emancipated, but I can't remember how because you're the like school, Europe. It doesn't matter. The hi- well, the <laughs> high school. No, well, that they don't care in Europe. Yeah, it, right. they actually consider you in certain countries. You're an adult at 16. I believe England is also that as well. Oh, really? But Certainly. you're yeah. So statutory rape is a different. You know, that's like what? at 15. <gasps> you're, you know, 16. You're an adult. You're considered an adult. So if a 40 year old sees the 16 year old, that's okay. In the, they think about that for a second. Is that no? My my my, no. my computing yeah. and uh, that's it's crazy. Insane. So I was probably I'm Italy. I was definitely an adult in Italy. Definitely, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. You know, uh, but as far as high school in Toronto, they knew. I mean, I had my own apartment with my name on it and on the lease and stuff. And Mm. so I, I don't remember how it went down. Maybe my mom wrote a note saying she doesn't live with me or whatever it was. How did she take it when you moved out at sixteen? Well, she started by kicking me out. Oh, okay. You're like, she was all about it. In one of her depressions. Got it. It wasn't even, it wasn't like get out. It was just, it was more, it was really sad because she just said, I can't, I can't take care of you anymore. I can't do this. Wow. You know, she was really down and that was really hard. And I know it was really hard for her and it wasn't what she wanted ultimately, but she was just. Had no control. Like she couldn't. Yeah. And I just thought this might be good for me anyway. And I was about to go travel and I'd just gotten a modeling agent and just thought, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go do this, and mm-hmm. um, then rent an apartment in Toronto with some other models and um, makeup artists and stuff like that, and kind of toured the world. But that was um, Milan and Barcelona was a real sort of step into adulthood for sure at 16. Wow, and not a not a nice one. Oh, it was not there. You know, modeling the modeling world is not is not great. It, when right. it, I, I don't want to say that as like an all encompassing, but. Uh, starting out, and I mean, Milan, there was a BBC undercover story about the sh- so-called chaperones who yeah. brought young girls over and took them out. I mean, I was, I know one of the guys who got arrested and took all wow. the young girls out, gave them cocaine. I never tried. I didn't. I wasn't into that, but I was happy to take the free drinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're 16 yeah, at a nightclub. Yeah. But they get, got a lot of the girls hooked on cocaine. Oh, man. And then they would say, oh, well, we'll sell it to you, but they'd sell it for double and then they'd put it on their bill. So the girls never made any money. And they're like, it's great because you'll lose weight for the runway shows. And I was called fat. I mean, <gasps> I was I was probably at 120 pounds. I'm 140 oh pounds now. Oh my God. And I was, back then, it was too large for Milan. So I didn't get much work. And oh just, God. you know, we were trying to be ushered off to these older men who'd sit around dinner tables. We'd go out for dinner, be invited by the head of the modeling agency. And he'd have like two or three older men around the table. And then they'd kind of like be pointing at girls and choosing the girls that they wanted. Wow. Um, I got approached by the head of the agency and said, you know, Mr. So-and-so wants to take you out and he'll make you a a big supermodel or whatever. And I was like, I'm not really interested in being a supermodel. I don't know where that guidance came from in that moment, but I was like, I'm not doing this. I just, it was a big full on, no, I'm not going to do it. And there was another girl who's 14 who was <gasps> brought over. And I remember she was living in the modeling houses that we were living in, in the apartments. And she came home one night in like a yellow Lamborghini with this older man who was in his, well into his sixties. And she came in in tears. <gasps> like, what's wrong? And she just said, he just made me give him a <gasps> blowjob. And we all just went, you got to go home. You got to just go back home. I don't know what, like, you're too young to be here. No one's 14. looking out for you. Her okay. parents, 14. Her 14. parents signed off to this chaperone. <gasps> he was taking care of her. He's the one who was, like, just giving these girls out to, like, 
It was tri-faced prostitution. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So she was sent home. Anyway, this all got uncovered, thank God. Oh, my God. These guys got, you know, um, sent to court, but— it was. It I'm, was crazy. I'm traumatized just yeah, hearing that. It was is brutal. Horrendous. I've never brutal. heard one positive story about it, and yet it looks so alluring. And you're yeah. like Modeling? young girl, um, mo- young models. Yeah, I feel like most women that started modeling at a young age had a pretty dark experience with it. It's just a really adult world, and you're only just blossoming into womanhood, right. and you're being dissected, yeah. your body's being dissected the way that you look and it has nothing to do with your personality or who you are. So it's a really, it's a very strange thing to do as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once you are fully developed and well into your adulthood, that would be a great time to mm-hmm. explore it. And I mean, I had some great experiences too, modeling in Canada and doing all the catalog work. Fun. Sears. And yeah. yeah. Those are normal people. And that That's was yeah. great different. and we had a great time. But there is... You know, with any business, even say about Hollywood too, there's a, a, this power thing and this dark underbelly to every every business. Sure. And this one just happens to have a really big one because you've got men who can yeah. be around really young girls who just don't know how to say no. There's children. Children. And oh, beautiful like girls, it. you know, just beautiful girls who don't know themselves yet. No, how could you? So it can be really, you have all these terrible people who put themselves in places of power and yeah. force the hand. Well, you luckily had, you know. Luckily in that moment. I, I mean, mean, I was put in a situation where I had to go to a photographer's place on a weekend and we were doing a photo shoot. It was just me and him and I had to do my own hair and makeup and bring clothes. It was just like beauty shots. He's like, okay, now take off your top. And that, that's normal. And mm-hmm. I had my bra on and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, beautiful. And he kept coming up and touching my face and, he goes, okay, now take off your bra. And I was like, I'm I'm not really comfortable doing that. You guys, he threw the light stand at my head. <gasps> he I, he missed me at my head. But I was like, oh my God, I'm out. He got so mad at me that I had said no. I went back to my agency. Then, I, By the way, this is Elite Models in Italy. Holy and this is all, shit. again, covered by the BBC. Like, yeah, it was yeah, all yeah, 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 of course. And I had Elite Models in Toronto and they were wonderful. But right. this was just the specific Specific person. that's been uncovered. Um, but... I went back and I was like, this is what happened. And you guys have to like do something about it. Yeah. And they just said, well, he's one of our best photographers. There's <gasps> nothing we can do. You know, you should have taken your broth. Because he does beautiful Are pictures. Are you kidding me? Nope. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> it was insane. You yeah. should have taken your bra yeah. off. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were just telling oh, her. You yeah. should have said it. I was like, Olivia. Wow. Okay, Olivia. <laughs> you got a dark side. <laughs> you should have. Oh it would have been fun. <laughs> would have been fucking fantastic. Oh, my God. That is that is so that is so unbelievable, though. I know. Like, it just goes to show you how, for how long have, like, women been silenced and, like, you just yep. look like this or you just do this yeah. or, you know, and that's what you're good for, like, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And you try to speak up for yourself and they tell you, well, you should have just shown your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I wonder where oh, yeah. the strength <laughs> came from because I feel like at that age, I would have been scared maybe. I don't know. I was like, terrified. Yeah. I and I like was... that's really scary. And totally. And I wasn't good at saying no. I was a yes girl, you know. But there were, I guess there were just a few moments in my life where 
it just came out. Yeah. It was like someone else speaking and I just went, no, no. I, I just can't. Yeah. I just can't do it. And then there have been moments where I've been in states of like just frozen states going, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, but I just can't speak. You know I what know. I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's like been different, but luckily I had the wherewithal just for those two situations yeah. to just go, nope, this just feels wrong and I'm going to go goodness. with that feeling. Oh <laughs> just God. can't do it. Do you still experience that with your acting? No, no, not at all. When did you make the switch? Um, Made the switch in my early 20s. Well, I was doing TV commercials in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And putting myself through university. Right. Um, And uh, and then that just, it just became too, there was so much happening. And I just thought, you know what, I'll just do this. I was so burnt out on school. And I just thought, I'll just do this for a little while and then got Flown out to LA for a screen test that I didn't get. And what was it? Do you remember? Yeah, it was the hot chick. Oh yeah. my oh, god! Oh, the hot yeah, chick. Hot chick with Bob Schneider. Yeah. And, uh, is that Anna? No. And, yeah. Yeah. Is it's Anna Ferris. Oh yeah, yeah. Anna Ferris. Rachel, um, who got my part, and now I can't remember. Also Canadian. Is in the notebook. Rachel McAdams. McAdams. Thank you, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> oh my god. Just blanked there for a second. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So that okay. was that was what brought me out here, and uh, and so I was. Old enough. I mean, of course, there were, you know, approaches by many producers and what. Not it was just uncalled for, but not right. Not to no that Harvey level. Weinstein. Yeah, yeah moment. Not like full like, blown. No, to- no. I've I've been really lucky with the people that I've worked with. Yeah, I've felt pretty comfortable and. It's been great. I guess yeah. maybe coming from the modeling world, I was like, oh, this is There's nothing. I don't have People lights have thrown at my head. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a pizza cake. It's very different. Yeah. Talking about how many seconds my nipples are going to show on screen. Great. I've got someone looking out for me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Do you? Have, you? have you gotten naked on I film? Have. You yeah, have? I okay. have on uh, a Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller. Oh, my God. Yes. Comedy. Of course. It's so good. Full blown. So like, good. Yes. I... I'm always okay with it if it doesn't feel gratuitous, if it has yeah. a, a purpose. And I like sure. I I don't have a lot of I think growing up in Sweden, having a Swedish background, yeah. there's a lot less shame around sure. body and, and well there should be anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, there yeah, should yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. And not that, that and every and this is a different situation, of course, of like being naked on screen and but I personally thought it was they were funny scenes and I thought right. it, yeah it wasn't it was, like yeah I get you know it. and everyone totally. was so respectful and it was lovely and it you know it served a purpose and um so yeah I didn't I didn't have a, an issue yeah. with it well that's that also sense. different when you sign up for something and you know you're going to do it and it's totally. done with right. respect and it has it's serving the piece and there's conversations around it, it yeah. right and you feel so, you feel protected totally the, yeah yeah closed set they're like right. you don't if you don't feel like like mm-hmm. whatever you call cut whenever you need to I mean it was just it was really handled with care right yeah. and that was lovely right yeah. that was really right. lovely. Yeah, I know. I keep saying, I've said this before, like when I was young, I'm like, no way, I won't do new. And now that I'm older and you've had a kid and your boob is out there all the time and you're, fe- <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up now, yeah. you know, which is backwards because, you know, you probably pre kid, you want to show it off. To- <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm a but firm I believer. so respect that too. I respect <laughs> both sides of the coin and I think whatever your comfort level is. That's all that matters. Yeah, no, all it I was like, no, I have to do this. Like, this makes me serious and I'm right. not going to do, you know, all these other factors. Sure. Everyone, I grew up in a very mo- like modest, comfortable, you know, it was never weird. To be naked, I mean, that within reason. <laughs> <laughs> Please expand on that. Yeah. 
No, you know, but my mom always changed it. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. it wasn't a yeah. thing, you know? Natural. Yes, very yes. natural. So I think that just came with not wanting to do it. It was just more. No, but I'm now she taking... would love to do it. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. so you hear that, signing everyone? me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, it's just different how you change. You. It's almost like this, For this sure. more confidence you have. Like, as you get older and you know yourself fully, Yeah, I think comes with, of course, everyone has insecurities, but I think it also comes along with this, like, this is who I am. Like, I actually know who I am now. And Absolutely. I think for each year as we get older, I'm yeah. loving my 40s. It's my yeah. favorite era so far. Yeah, we're with you. We're uh, with you. I just love feel it. like I know myself a lot better than I did in my 20s. But I for had sure. a great time in my 20s. Yeah. I thought I knew myself in my 20s, and I think I know myself now, but I, yeah. I know that there's a lot more of journey course. and growing, but I'm excited for it, yeah. and I'm open to it, and I have the tools for it now. Yeah, like, right. You know, there's so much more that comes with it. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, you change over time and you do. <laughs> One <laughs> and would that's hope, okay. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you can evolve and change. Yeah. Um we might do a few little fun little fun, fun questions. Okay. What's your perfect burrito? Bean and cheese, refried bean and cheese from yes. Home State. It's oh. my favorite. Oh, the Frio. Yeah. Yeah. But you do best. it on flour or corn? I do corn. Okay. I prefer Is it the because flour? you prefer. don't you just do corn for yeah, I, I gotcha. do corn because I got a thing and I'm yeah. I, I'm not allowed to do yeah. gluten. Got yeah. it. But I, do, I cheat every now and then. If you're gonna socks, cheat, I mean those socks. homemade those, those flour tortillas. So good. Are so good. Okay. So good. I have had them. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. do love just a plain bean and cheese burrito. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. I always have to order off like love. a kid's menu because you can't get the plain bean and cheese unless you get off the kid's menu at most places. You can get it at Taco Bell. I mean, bean oh. cheese burrito, no onions, extra red sauces. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. our go-to. Delicious. Yeah. Any a night in yeah. our 20s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you feel more comfortable being physically intimate or emotionally intimate? More comfortable physically intimate. Yeah. Just learning to be emotionally intimate now. Oh, wow. Yeah. How long yeah. have you been married to your husband now? To this one, number two. Yes. Um, <laughs> it'll be five years in December. Oh, wow. And he's wonderful. He's helped so much with Aww. like the real intimacy. That awesome. I didn't realize. Amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Amazing. And how yeah. is it with your son and the stepdad relationship? He calls him dad. Calls him dad. Does he not have a relationship with? He his? does. He has he does. A, a relationship with his papa. His papa's back in Italy. He's ah. Italian. Italian from. Naples. I knew. I knew he was Italian. Yeah. No, he and so he there. moved back uh, in during COVID and is is living there now. So he sees him in the summer. It's like bring you over. when you. Were, it's the same. I know. He's in that wild. <laughs> wow. I know. But Isn't at least it? now I can go. This is and so when my now husband and I got married. I had my stepdad and my dad walk me down the aisle so that my oh, son could stop, see that. Because I love stop. my stepdad, my first stepdad. Oh, yeah, yeah. My mom got married a few times. Right? <laughs> um, my first stepdad is the father of my brother, my Your half-brother, brother, who I adore. Um, and had both of them walk me down the aisle so my son could see that this That's is just normal. Norm, yeah. normal. And so we're lucky we got two dads instead of one. And you know, Amazing. So he has relationships with both. He calls my husband dad and his papa is papa. That's so sweet. Yeah. And he goes to Italy in the summer? Yeah, we That's go. not too shabby, like, man. We go. We might skip this year, but we try to go and then hand him over for a week. And yeah, my husband and I stay in Italy for a okay. week. Okay, I mean that sounds like I the perfect setup. <laughs> totally. Oh, totally. You did That's that great. right. <laughs> yeah. Silver lining, guys. Silver lining. <laughs> oh gosh, you guys. What? I didn't write these, so I'm going through them here. Uh-huh. Oh god. Yeah, Olivia. You. I can't. <laughs> oh, are they are they that bad? Well, They're no. bad. Okay. Quickie or long foreplay? Uh, long foreplay. Yeah. I'll even go foreplay all the way and then and even not, if it gets no there, great. But long <laughs> foreplay with a quickie at the end. 
There that we makes go. Sense? Yeah. That's oh, perfect. That yeah. sounds like That's a good perfect. time. Yeah. Sure. You can do this one. It's mild. Oh, have you ever <laughs> have you ever looked at your wiki feet page? Wiki feet? Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, no, I actually haven't. Yeah. I, I hate my feet so much. Do you know what feet? wiki feet is? Yeah. I, I know that there's people who are obsessed. I, I know that there's a, a feet thing on Instagram or on Twitter maybe. I just, I've had people reach out on one of those saying, can you send me pictures of your feet? Right. <laughs> but I'm like, no. Yeah. No. no Apparently no, like a foot fetish is maybe even number one of… But yeah, there's a website dedicated oh to people's feet. Oh, I don't want to see that. And then that. they they have pictures no. of yours. No. Yeah. How? And then and then they just zoom like in. Like carpet. if you have like open toe shoes on oh, on a horrifying. red carpet. Oh yeah. yeah. This is oh my real. God, I never take and I hate them so much that I never take care of them. So I never I like do. The, oh, I do. Are the you kidding? Toenail painting after I put the shoe on, just the toes just that are showing. To, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, oh, we. Oh, are you kidding? So with you on that. Oh, I don't want to see this. But now, of course, I'm gonna have to go look. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's uh, showing me right now. I don't see feet. I see whole bodies. Oh, oh, this. What? God, people are weird. I mean, all for it. Go for it. Whatever your Whatever your is, fetish. My feet, really, guys? Yeah. Okay. I feel like well, I have you little know. cub feet. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a thing. Who would play you in a movie? Or who would you want to play you in a movie? Oh, wow. Um... This won't make any sense, but I'd love for <laughs> Tilda Swinton to play me. Oh, I, love Tilda I get that. I would love that. Um, All right. I really respect that answer. Do you have a lookalike? Yeah, I have people who say Kate Hudson, Kate Bosworth, oh, all um, the Kates, uh, all the Kates. I actually was talking to Marion Cotillard, yeah, door at yeah. a party. Oh, you say that like a long time ago. Yeah, say it, say <laughs> it again. Before kids, Marion Cotillard. <laughs> I have such a crush on her. And she was talking to me. And we got into a conversation. It was wonderful. And then at the end, she goes, and just to let you know, I love Blue Crush. And I was like, oh. oh. She thought I was Kate Bosworth this whole time, oh. even though I had the same colored eyes. But anyway, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was crushed. But at the same time, I didn't correct her. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> love blue, blue surfing. Crush. You're like, yes, it's a great movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, in that moment. But yeah, the Kates say. are definitely. The Kate. And then I've gotten, um, I've gotten young, um, young Sharon Stone. Oh. oh, I liked that one, but Listen, I don't really see it. But I, I did mean, like it. They're I'll all take it. yeah. I do. I see sure. Kate Bosworth now. I yeah. never thought that, but yeah. now that you say it, I'm like, oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're all good. Yeah. They're all good. Not mad at that. No, no. I'm not mad. No. At that <laughs> yeah. Um, is there something you wish you could take back? She's I'm like really my sweater. I left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am sure. I mean, I I don't. I don't. I know some are hard on the spot for sure. <laughs> yeah, those ones are hard because then you start going deep and dark. I know, and then you're also like, I don't believe in regrets, and you're like, nothing. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, you know, there are regrets, of course, but I don't know. It's probably something I said to my mom back when I was a oh, teenager. Oh yeah, but I don't yeah. know what what it is specifically. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a great answer, whole, though. Yeah, yeah, because we all have. And we can be assholes as We're, teenagers. You know you what know? sucks though? Even now, like who I'm the biggest asshole to is my mom. Yeah. You know, yeah. in general. Like, yeah. that's the person you take the it closest, out on. Yeah. And it sucks because I, I love her more than anything. And I know. she's my best friend. And, like, <laughs> amazing. As long as she knows that, too. Then yeah, you know. of course. Yeah. It's a fun, there's a balance. Yeah. You know? It's called range. 
Yeah. Range. You, I know you are the same. I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I Big know. time. It's terrible. People that we're closest to. Yeah. <sighs> we need yeah, to, we need to get it together. We do yeah. need to get it together. Get shit together, girls. Right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. Any others? Any others here? There was something I was going to ask. Oh, God. She has all the sex questions. I'm banned from talking about sex. Why? No. Because it's, I've, anytime I say anything, it's just lately gone viral <laughs> places. And I'm oh, like, okay. <laughs> I'm mum at the moment. And anything you don't want to answer, sure. you just say of pass. Course. Do you remember your first orgasm? Yeah, of course you I do. do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you say jacuzzi jets? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. <laughs> That's amazing. Because I was under the age of 10. Right. And, you know, like you put your body parts of on jets. Of course. And just testing it out and yeah. I put that part on. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> oh and I God. mean, we didn't have access to jacuzzis often. And then we moved <laughs> right. in. When I was 12, we moved into a house that had a tub that had jets. Oh. I was bathing every single day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was amazing. I, was I love it. Amazing. But I love how open and honest that is, you know? It's just like you're saying, like, that's another area that's so taboo and not talked about. And young people yes. who should know all of these things. Yeah. There's no shame. It's like, normal. that should be an education as well. Yeah. We're exploring. Agreed. Of you course. you got to know your body. And you know when, how many little girls, you know, yeah. they'll be, like, sitting on a jet, of course. Yeah. And they're like, what is this feeling? Or a horse. Or, or a, like, yeah. you, you know, know hey, <laughs> hanging on a monkey jiggling. bar. I don't know. It all can happen yeah. anywhere. <laughs> I now remember that feeling. You do? Yes. Jacuzzi jet the feeling? Jacuzzi yeah. jet. Specifically yeah. jacuzzi no, jet. No, specifically jacuzzi <laughs> it's, jet. It's like it all just came I feel like it's me. probably a big, you know, I think I the statistics. Think ask, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of, it'd be a high percentage. Yeah. 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 That's the perfect I with that. Bags or shoes? Ooh, um... I guess shoot. I'm a boot girl normally, so boots, boots, boots specifically, boots. I like specifically. it. Specifically, I like love it. cowboy boots. I love Ooh. little like mini, you know. Yeah, Isabel Moran. Yeah, the her little all the boots. all the booties. Give me the boots. Yeah, not a big. If I could get rid of bags, I, I wouldn't do bags. I like you don't want to like carry I something. Brought a bag today, which is unusual. Do you do like the belt thing with the phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love when, that. When you're filming and they're like, "Oh, do you want to hold a bag in this scene?" Are you always like, "No, no." Yeah. Unless, of course, it goes with the character, but yeah, right. it's such a kerfuffle. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, do you have a safe word? And if you don't, what would it be? Is it do really I have a safe fast? word? Yeah. In what instance? Well, it could be any instance. <laughs> You're just like walking down the street. You feel uncomfortable and you blurt it out. <laughs> red berries, red berries. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I I don't. I, I don't. I don't know that I know anyone that actually has one on deck. No, I think Except it Rob. would be, there was a, oh, you have a safe word? I do not. In what instant? Um, there was one safe word that I had with my grandmother when oh. I went to sleepaway camp the first time. Because oh she God. goes, when you call me, if you're having a great time, say strawberries. If you're having a terrible time, say blueberries. Aww. And so she's like, so is it, do you like strawberries or blueberries? And I was like, I like strawberries. The strawberries are great. Aww. But she just wanted in me to be, her- in case someone was listening. And I love that. That was the only time I can remember having a safe word. I love that. Yeah. That's so full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Losing my voice. <laughs> uh, that's so sweet. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. great. You're a little code. Yeah. Yeah. Code word. Safe code word. word. I don't feel like I need a safe word anymore, you know? Yeah. At this point. I feel totally. like no is my safe word. <laughs> right? Jeff and I had one at Burning Man. I went to Burning Man <laughs> yes. with my husband and we were reading the instructions together and they're like- if Wait, I'm sorry. There's instructions? instructions to Burning Man? Oh, Yeah. 
There's like rules and instructions and we read them for fun. Yeah. And it said like, if you're in a couple and things start to get heated, niet. That's no in Russian. Yeah. Turn it around. And so niet became our safe word. Oh, we'd be like, it, it starts to get tense great. and we'd be like, Nyet. yeah, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Do you that. still use it? Yeah. Like if he gets really mad, I can be like, Nyet. <laughs> <laughs> I think That's I've tried great. to do that in relationships before, but I don't know if it was a word or like a signal. <laughs> but they didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't know about it. It was just my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, oh, no, I just don't know if oh it ever actually God. worked. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, really funny. That is really funny. I know. Well, this was such a nice conversation. And this I, was lovely. Thank you for being so open and sure. for everything, all the work you're doing and bringing attention to mental health and children's. And it's, it's beautiful and wonderful. And I would love to get involved. I mean, that just yeah. sounds. I'll make the introduction. Yeah, please do. Check it out and see what you think of it. And, I will. You know, um, the one thing that I'm doing with them right now, I've got a fundraiser, you know, obviously organizations like this need yeah. money to yeah. sustain. And so I have a fundraiser up on my Instagram. Amazing. That'll live there. Um, but it's it's just to raise money for them. And um, that's, everyone can start their own fundraiser on their webpage too. So if you have oh. friends and you can, yeah, so you yeah. can do it. It's super okay. simple. Yeah. Just follow like three steps and then you're wow. up and running. Oh, wow. So, but it'll also get people to come in and like, and so, and that way they can go explore. And if you love it, then Throw in five bucks, you know? Yeah. That way they can print out all these conversation cards mm-hmm. and they also can send to people who don't have access to internet and, you know. Right. But yeah, check it out and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. We're so appreciative that it has been brought to our attention and everyone listening's attention and all the attention you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so nice to see you. and It was lovely coming. to see you. Yeah, and to meet you and sit and chat. I loved so, it. Yeah, it was great. I have food stuck and I can't come out. Okay. I've fallen and I can't get up. I've been texting Olivia. No, I've been texting her because we've been talking and I'm like, save it. (laughs) And so this is what our texts say. Ready? Squeaky cheese, brother sperm, couples therapy, past lives, traffic, everybody. All right. Let's go one by one, Mm. I guess. (laughs) Tell Rob about your squeaky cheese. I don't even think there's that much to discuss. You just wanted to say squeaky cheese. No. Do you find the cheese? What is it called again? So we were eating the halloumi in the in the this morning. Yeah, from squirrel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you find it squeaky? I can see it being squeaky. Yeah. She was like squeaky cheese, and I was yeah, like, I know it- what you mean when you say that. Yeah, squeaky cheese. Mm-hmm. So that was our conversation at breakfast this morning. And I was like, you must bring this up with Rob because I'm curious if he experiences squeaky cheese. It's probably more about the density of it because if it's like a squishier cheese, it's not going to do that. If it's a melted cheese, it won't do that. Right. That's like the right texture and consistency (laughs) that it gets squeaky. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's a squeaky cheese. She acted like I was cray cray. It's like if you like rub your teeth. It's like that. Exactly. It's like. Dry. Uh Do you know? Do you know about that? (laughs) What? Can you do that? And what does it do? Like this. Yeah, it's like that. That's that's the cheese. That's it. That's it. That sound was really disturbing. <laughs> Almost as disturbing as me trying to floss my teeth. Well, next on our list. Yeah, what do you have? What do you have? Brother sperm. Oh. Your brother's sperm. Okay. 
I was offering it to a friend yesterday at dinner. <laughs> your brother's sperm? Yeah. Do you find that strange? Um, no. Does your brother find it strange? Uh, I, t- I said, but since he's living with us, he doesn't really get a say. I had this conversation with a friend recently. Okay. Do tell. <laughs> I was just like, I don't care who would, if someone wanted my sperm, if they needed to have a baby. What? Go for it. Right? You would donate your sperm? Sure. Would Natalie mind that? I don't think so. That's sweet. How would you generous. feel? How would you feel if Jeff offered his sperm? Um, Does it depend depends on the application. Depends on the person, <gasps> I think. I almost offered it to Jennifer yesterday. Huh. I was almost like, do you want Jeff's Jeff? sperm? <laughs> I mean, but... Wait, but David knows that it's on the table? Well, so we were eating dinner and David was in the house and Jennifer said something and I said, well, do you want my brother's sperm? Because she's open to having, she wants a kid, you know? And she's like, I've thought of that because I want to know the person. She's like, I want to know where it comes from, the mm-hmm. lineage, all of that where kind of stuff. Where it comes from. Comes from. Mm-hmm. So I told her, well, <laughs> you can have it if you want it. And David was like, cool. Well, he came out and I said, would you be open to giving Jennifer your sperm? He's like, excuse me? Right now? <laughs> yeah. And then we all got into like, what does that look like? Do you donate the actual sperm? Do you have do sex? it with her? Yeah. What were their opinions? Well, then Jeff was like, you could just have him live with you. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really say that? (laughs) So then we started pitching that idea. And we're like, you know, it's all in the family. Like, yeah, I think I'd, yeah. Yeah. I'm down for it. I'm like, who cares? I have a kid. If she's going to have a kid with a random sperm donor, yeah, that's how much cooler would it be if it was like my niece or nephew? Whoa, right. It would be your niece or nephew. Yeah. But would David feel responsible to have a role as a father? I think as, as long as he father. set those expectations ahead of time. Like if But maybe he'd want to, I don't know. Well, I think he would be open to another kid. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I really do. Does he have kids? Yeah. I have a twenty one year old nephew. Uh-huh. Twenty two? Twenty one, twenty two. He's married? No. <laughs> no, no. No, no. It's really interesting though. How would you feel about that? About what? Offering donating your sperm. Donating your brother's sperm. I've done it many times. Um you just have (gasps) preserves. Well, I guess it's different because your brother's married and yeah, my brother's married and they're about to have a baby. But what if he wasn't and like one of our friends wanted and like she needed I don't know, because I would feel like he would have to take responsibility and like be a dad because it'd be his kid, you know? Donating not if you're donating sperm if it's a couple that's going through IVF mm-hmm. or like the husband has a low sperm count and they want to have a baby and they're going to go look at donors. Like, uh-huh. go for it. I don't think it's your choice uh, if your brother <laughs> decides to donate sperm or not either. Olivia definitely feels like it's her choice for her brother, though. Well, because he's living with me. You can connect uh-huh. the dots, but yeah. it's ultimately up to David. That's true. Well- I mean, his body, his choice. <laughs> My fear is he's done too much um, drugs. No, like testosterone. Or, oh, what is steroids? It? Oh, steroids. steroids. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Well, what is it that makes your sperm go bad? 
steroids, steroids. right? I mean, I don't think drugs is great for it. I don't think alcohol is good for it. Yeah, mm. there are lots of things that probably not. <laughs> and we're gonna have to go get them checked. Well, do you, and is there like generational trauma in your family? Major, but she said she was okay with that since she's so close to my family, and it's like all love. We're all kind of healing that together, and she's already in the mix of that. And mm. she, I actually really like this idea. Right? Yeah. Me too. I do. I would like to see Jen have a baby. Me too. I just think you, you do have to be clear when you're setting this up, though. and Brokering the deal? Yeah, of like, Wait, but what does this have, look like? Would they have mm-hmm. interest in actually dating each other? I don't. Well, I said, why don't you just have him move in and you guys just like do that, you know? And she said, I don't want to be domesticated. And I was like, that's. she a cat? <laughs> I was like, I don't think. He's trying to domesticate you. I don't even think he knows you're dating. <laughs> you know? He doesn't know it yet. He doesn't know it yet. Huh. Huh. They should go out to dinner. They go on hikes. They're what? friends. They're homies. They already hang out? They're friends. Oh, this is good. This is the beginning of a beautiful relationship. He's training her. He's training her. So she, they're going to go oh, to the gym wow. together. He's going to train her. They're going know. on hikes. The seeds have already been planted, so to speak. Well, then does that make it weirder then if he does want to? Uh, no, they should just be together and have a baby. As friends? Uh, whatever it is. I don't know. I, I mean, can see it. I can see it. And I well, like that's it. a fully different scenario. That's a different than, scenario. Than, like, what do you think about donation? Wait, donate this is a sperm. movie, you guys. Like, like just the donate the sperm. No, that's not the sperm. I think they, they did don't... that movie. Oh. With Vince Vaughn? It? No, it's a comedy. Where he's got a, like 100 kids? Is no. It? No, where they, they're friends and they're like, well, let's just have a baby. But then they wind up falling. Like, it's like complicated and that, something like that. Yeah, that it's, sounds, like a, it's a romantic comedy. But what is it? Sounds great. <laughs> we pitched it so well. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, we shall see how this goes. All right. Well, we'll report back on that, right? You'll report back? Yeah. And let us know? If she is with child. Yeah. Okay. Here's a topic we want your opinion on. Okay. Past lives. Mm-hmm. Reincarnation. What are your thoughts? Do you believe in it? Uh, I don't strongly believe in it, but I wouldn't fully rule it out. I'm kind of surprised. Shocked. I- yeah. <laughs> really shocked. Because <laughs> you're pretty, you know, logical scientifical but i think back to the like generational trauma stuff it would make sense if there was some sort of through line through yeah through line or part of you i don't know if that it's like full consciousness was alive prior Mm. i don't i don't know how the technicalities of it all works (laughs) do you have generational trauma uh, not that I, I mean, maybe. But not that you're aware of. Not that I'm fully aware of. But it it's the thing of even like why humans are attracted to fire, or at least men are. And you can just like sit and look at fire. What? You can just sit and look <laughs> at fire and be mesmerized by it. Mm-hmm. Just men? Men, men have... <laughs> 
He's squirming, you guys. He's, he's standing up in his chair. He's Men and fire on is his a knees. thing. Like when you're a kid, you're you play with fire a lot. Did you guys set pizza boxes on fire with WD forty when you were little? Nope, can't say that I did. No. Yeah, every every boy I know. Okay, did. we're gonna take went a through poll. some sort of like pyro phase as what, a kid. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Being fascinated with fire, I think, comes from like evolutionarily, Primal like fire was such a big gather. deal. Got it's it. what made humans human. See, now I want to take a red fire. flower, but I want to take a poll though and see if like all guys feel this way about fire. My you brother know used I mean? to throw matches I think it's out maybe the window. Hum- I mean, and, you guys, yeah. when you go to a bonfire, like, do you ever just stare at the fire and? <laughs> Well, you ever well, mesmerized by all it? the times I've been at a bonfire. <laughs> I mean, you do you sit I've at been at a lot of bonfires or a fire, <laughs> like a fireplace. Like, do you look at you don't get like hypnotized a by fire? Ever? Sure, that's a bonfire, Rachel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was picturing like on the beach, like a big bonfire, and like everybody's at on the, the beach. This isn't an episode of the OC. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I come from. <laughs> but. A campfire you call a bonfire? Is that well, it's accurate? The same, it's, it's the same idea. Yeah. It's a fire. A fire. Oh, well, yeah, One you're just doing around. while you're camping. I always was under the impression that a bonfire was like a bigger fire, like with a big gathering, and it's like a different thing than just like a campfire. There are, I would call, yes, I agree, but they're essentially the same. Okay, well, they're completely different things in my mind. So <laughs> okay. I do think guys like the fire a little bit more than the women. But I think that's part of our like biology build, and evolution. Can you build a fire yourself? Yeah, I can build a, fu- yeah, can build a fire. <laughs> can you swing an axe? See, <laughs> <laughs> Rob. See, Rob. Um, the, the requirements. <laughs> yes, for- I have chopped wood before. And- <laughs> but what does that have to do? You're saying that that I comes from generational trauma? Not No, not generational trauma. But if I think... if. I can get on board that that is like passed down from our ancestors through our DNA. That then other why thing, not? Yeah. yeah, that's a very logical way of looking at that's it. That's what I said. Very logical. And like, there's even when when you have kids, there's things that like, why does Vincent know this or that? Mm-hmm. Like he we've never taught him this, and he's not smart enough to know things. Mozart but don't no. talk Anna. about him that way. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I think there's just some like inherent wisdom that humans have. Hey, Rob. Yeah, Rob this goes is good there. Stuff. We got him to go there. He shows up once in a blue moon and listen to what up? comes out of the mouth. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I'm super like curious about this past life stuff. I just wonder if one day I'm just going to like, it's just going to hit me and I'm going to remember. <laughs> I do believe that I was a T-Rex at one point. Let um, me explain further. What did you, what did you, a, what did you recently learn? What? <laughs> Remember about not being animals? What? Did you, were you not there for that conversation? You were. He's not remembering clearly. Did Lucy say something about animals? Yeah. yeah. Lucy's like, Rob, you couldn't have been an animal. Why? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Is there because of maybe needs to be on like the same evolutionary track? That Something you're... like that. But you then the Buddhist you thing. You can't have been an animal? 
I don't think there's like a real science behind it. So well, in the book, she's never an animal. No. Why I believe I'm a T-Rex, though, let me just explain Did this start further. from like a mushroom trip? Negative. I can be like looking at you and there can be an ant crawling on the wall way over yonder and I will see it from my periphery. And that makes you a T-Rex? Yes. <laughs> Not like an owl that or any other? T-Rex only could see by motion. So can bats. Well... I'm going T-Rex because that's what I've always believed and I'm sticking to it. I can see something moving very far away out of the side of my eye. So whatever. Fine. Make me whatever animal you want. Okay. Okay. So maybe you can't be an animal. This is just changing my whole life. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't think there's set rules. Like I don't, I don't think aren't. anyone knows. I mean, your belief system is your belief system. Well, you know, I wish we could play this on the... um podcast i wonder if there's a way because it's such a great freaking answer i tell you i tell you um to what let's see if we can hear it this is stephen colbert asking ethan hawk let's see what do you think happens when we die um you ready i don't think we die i don't think that we have uh an understanding of the divine concept of time. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we're any more capable of understanding a clock than a dog is. And um, I think something much bigger is going on than we're aware of in our day-to-day -day routines. So I don't think I have the intelligence or the DNA makeup to answer that question. I knew I always loved him. I mean, <laughs> how good is that answer? I mean, I just fell in love with him again. That's what happened. Yeah. There. I, reality bites. I mean, oh, he does that dead. little smile. I dead. can't. I know. I know. I fantasized that, did it for me. that oh, he would be my boyfriend him. for so long. Loved him so much in that movie. When he would sneak his boxers into the laundry. Into his... Oh, yeah. So good. The best. Yeah. That's up there. I wonder if like people know that movie now. Reality Bites? Yeah. With Ben Stiller? Yeah, yeah, he directed it. I remember seeing the billboard for it at Universal City Walk when it came out. I think it's one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I love that Winona Ryder has like Jolene, like the bleach on her mustache. It's and like so she's going out on her date just to wipe it off. <laughs> that's that's going to get a rewatch. I want to watch it. Yeah. I want to rewatch it. Oh, Ethan Hawke in that movie. And that answer. Dead. Thank you, Ethan. I appreciate your time here today. That was pretty good. It was good. That was great. Yeah. What do you? Oh. What? <laughs> no, no. He's like, I don't want to know what you guys think. <laughs> I don't have the DNA or the consciousness. You scared to, to ask. It. What? No, you already kind of answered it. So what? She I thinks she was a T Rex. No, I do believe for sure. I didn't know if you had a real answer or if. Well, that is not 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 a real answer. Okay, I do believe that, but. I definitely believe in, you know, souls being multiple, you know, being here multiple times or, you know, things like that. For sure. Do you, how do you guys feel about like parallel universes? I can't wrap my head around that one. I was thinking about it the other day because I had a thought about like, oh, what if this went this way? And then I thought, what if that is actually happening somewhere? Well, that's. 
everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Is that. I didn't watch that. Where it's. I didn't watch it either, but. I've had the thought of like, is that all dreams are? Because in dreams you have like some existing knowledge base. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened in the storyline that you're dreaming. So is it you dipping in and out of. I've wondered that a million times. Different parallel universes. I wonder. And also to me, when I get deja vu, it doesn't feel like, oh, I've actually been here. Mm -hmm. It feels like I remember this dream. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that feeling of like, I know this dream. I know. You mean deja vu? Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like I was here in the past. Right. It feels like I remember this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think everybody experiences deja vu? I feel like there's people that don't. Someone told me once it's like your brain, like almost seizuring. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure there's a scientific explanation explanation to what's happening, where it's like one side of your brain talking to the other one slowly. Right. I'm not gonna lie. I used to get it a lot more when I drank. Mm. I'd get deja vu all the time. Mm. But maybe that's because I was drunk and not remembering things that were happening. <laughs> I'm like, I swear this happened before. They're like, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, you no. blacked out though, so you forgot. Did I share with you the blackout stuff? Like the, I, I just told you, told you me today, this I found it really interesting. I was just reading about blackouts. And have you ever had one? No, I've never blacked out. Oh. So <laughs> she's like, so you don't let me tell you. Have you? Not uh, not from like drinking or something, no. <laughs> from? No, well, wait, why we got on the then? topic was- What I have was, you blacked out Let for? me explain why we, <laughs> this is a different thing, but why we got on the topic was I was saying, like when I was in that really bad car accident, I, you know, I don't remember anything, right? Like I remember the last thing I see before the crash. That's my last memory. And I know I was helicoptered and they said I lost signs of life for a little while. So I was like, I wonder if I like died for like, I mean- you know, I wonder if I left my body and like looked down and I experienced that, you know, that people talk about when near death experiences. Near death experiences. Yeah. And I was saying to her, is it just gonna come back to me someday? Like the accident mm-hmm. and everything. Like one day am I just gonna like feel it and see it? And then that led to this explanation. Well, no, because when I was reading about the blackout, it it was explaining that there's a certain part of the brain that gets turned on to store short-term memory. And that when you have a blackout, you're never going to get that information back because that part shuts off. So it's not like you're going to remember it because it was never stored. So that's why it's completely gone. It doesn't get stored. So I was saying with her accident, it's very possible that information didn't get stored. So if anything did come back, it would be a cool kind of experience to see if like anything spiritual came back. Mm. But it wouldn't be from memory. How do you feel about that logical one? Yeah. The, what do I think about you maybe getting your memory back from some incident that happened 20 years ago? I don't know if that's... I don't think you're going to ever remember what happened. Right. I mean, it was a pretty severe head injury. So yeah. I feel like, <laughs> like the window went into my head. Yeah. And you, you, know? you barely remember what happened yesterday. So Because of that incident? And, and that, that part of the brain turns off, right? from accidents to save you from that trauma, right? You're asking me like I know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I wish my brain would turn off to the well, other It's kind of like childbirth, Heather. Like, you don't really remember the right. pain because it would prevent you from, from doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember the pain. You remember it as painful, but not the yeah. exact pain. Yeah. It's hard to say because it's such a blackout that it's like, okay, I, I probably died a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, they said, I don't know. I should look at the reports again. <laughs> do you have them somewhere i do i have the police report somewhere Ooh, that's i know because so... you think about it now as a parent and you're like oh my god i was 14 right i was 14 yeah, yeah i was 14 you're bloody like what like it was like kind of scalped like part of my head from the window i have a scar but it stops literally stops like right at the edge of my hairline i've got a hairline scar too you do right here from what I fell out of my high chair <laughs> explains a lot <laughs> how'd you fall out of your high chair yeah i wanted like ice cream or something you're like i was 13 and i don't think it was on <laughs> i remember i think i had to have only been like one or two yeah and i remember like going to the hospital and then putting stitches in Ooh, you remember that so for some reason yeah because it's traumatizing maybe I guess. I remember when I was three and the beagle ate my face and like I remember all of that. I remember what I was wearing. I kind of remember being in the hospital, but I don't remember them stitching it up. My mom said my face was a blueberry. It was like big, <laughs> round, and blue. Mm. I know. <laughs> hmm. It explains your face. <laughs> it explains my face. A lot's making sense. <laughs> my head, my brain, my face. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think I need to go into this trauma stuff a little bit. I would love to do past life regression and see what comes up. I used to have dreams, like reoccurring dreams as a kid that I wonder if there was I anything bet. there I would it. bet it. I believe you know? in all that stuff. I was a mom that's baby would get taken away. And I'd wake up crying for my baby. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm so attached to my children I think now. that makes a lot of sense. I now I wonder if my son is my uncle. <laughs> I do. Billy? Yeah. Yeah. I've wondered it since the day he was born. I'm like, are you Uncle Billy? I don't know. <laughs> I think you might be. Would you ask him? I say it a lot. He acts like him, which is weird. Because Billy was weird. <laughs> I guess. They probably share a lot of DNA. Yeah. Yeah, but... I don't know. I do. I believe in all of it. I mean, what else is on our list, Olivia? <laughs> what? What is it? <laughs> Squeaky cheese? No. <laughs> Traffic. Oh. I know. I just wrote it down. Why did you write that down? Because. I accidentally called someone really traffic today <laughs> instead of really attractive. I was like, Traffic. <laughs> To someone like you were saying, no, it to, to them. me. Oh. Well, it's not that out of the ordinary if you were to tell someone they were attractive. I'm like, you're traffic. You're, you're traffic. traffic. So that's her new word for attractive. She was literally like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's traffic. <laughs> so fully in all earnest. I was like, what? I sat in traffic on the way over here and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, traffic. Okay, the everybody story. The Elliot. 
So his teacher talked to me yes a couple of days ago, whatever. And she's like, remember how I told you Elliot was like really shy and in his shell? And I said, yeah. She's like, well, that's not the case anymore. She's like, we cannot get him to stop talking. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, he's like a quiet, good boy. I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, he really really, really talks a lot. And so I asked him, I said, Elliot, who are you talking to? And he goes, everyone. <laughs> no, he said, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and I was like, like, no shame in his game whatsoever. What are your thoughts on that, though, as parents? Because what? Jeff and I have the same reaction. We were not upset with him. We were actually happy for him. That he, he feels friends. more comfortable and has friends. Yeah. Agreed. And she said she wants him to go back in his shell a little bit. And we were like, mm. that's a weird thing for a teacher. That's just a very weird thing for a teacher to say. I hope she doesn't listen. She, does. she doesn't. Oh, to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant. I don't know. <laughs> to Elliot talk. Something. Like, wait, what? <laughs> hope she doesn't hear what he's actually saying. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I don't think. Yeah. You should encourage kids like that. If they're opening up to stay open. Yeah, I think her perspective is maybe he's not listening. <laughs> and when it's time right. to be quiet and he's learn, not listening. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Gabbing away. That's probably he's yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's being himself now in class. <laughs> like he doesn't listen. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a problem you know, with that too. If for sure. Like distracting yeah. and he definitely doesn't listen. But what I'm saying. <laughs> don't be a dick about my kid I was I, messing with her it's earlier. not funny I will defriend you I will okay I will <laughs> I will I love um, Elliot see much let's see how Samuel much sandwich. how much shit we can talk about Elliot on the show now no he's my no 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 I will walk out <laughs> I will oh, we love Elliot I will walk out I love my child I just love Shepard. No, but I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, if you had to pick one, though. Pick Someone Shepherd. asked me the other day, is he your favorite? And you're like, no. <laughs> About Shepard. Oh. I said the truth. I said, I think there's a level of trauma bonding that happened that is a little intense. That's her, in other words, that's her way of saying yeah. yes. yes. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, yeah. it's just a you little feel more, uh, psychotic, you know? You're obsessed with Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's but obsessed, with Shepherd, obsessed with Shepard. But you're not obsessed with I am obsessed with Elliot. I love him with all of my heart and soul. What I'm saying is I think that the Shepard thing just kind of fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, you love him more. No. <laughs> <laughs> because of that, as a result. Shepard's no. the mayor of his school. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. He's got swag. What can we say? You know? Yeah. He's a swaggy little guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love my boys. Oh, she's staring at me with daggers. Okay, well, Shepard's my godson, you know? Don't favor him. <laughs> no. I have a you godson, know what it's, You know what it's like if anyone is even remotely weird about your kid. You're oh, like, yeah, oh, you you're will, dead to yes, me. Like, I don't fuck with you anymore. 100%, but that's why I'm doing it, because I'm fucking with you. I get fucked with enough. By whom? My brother. <laughs> My husband, my children, my dog. <laughs> my dog. You. She also has a psychotic dog. I, I, you know. Yeah, that dog sucks. 
You've never even met her. I've heard stories though. Wait, has she been okay? No, she gets out I five times a day. Wait, what? She you have? She's been over here. She oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She Wait, she's, she gets out she five times. She harasses the cul-de-sac. It's like a whole issue. Everyone's annoyed. She gets out five times a day. We cannot keep her in. How does she get out? You have a fence. We keep patching the holes, and then we try and keep her in the house and not let her out unless we're done. But they, we have kids, so they're letting her out. And she harasses the cul-de-sac? She harasses the cul-de-sac. <laughs> You know what, guys? I'm not feeling great now after these conversations. She's so mad. <laughs> I know. Normally we pick on Rob. Okay, let's switch gears. Let's yeah. pick on Rob. Okay. Also, now you know how I feel after all these recordings. Oh, you love it. He loves it. He rushed over here in traffic after his busy day to get here just to talk to us, to grace us. What would be the one song that would play every time you walked into a room? Mine would be She's Got Sauce. <laughs> Sing it, Rachel. My baby's got sauce. Your baby ain't sweet like mine. Yours sauce. would be Creep. Creep? Why am I a creep? Because yeah, I'm a weirdo? What the hell am I doing here? Yeah. You don't, <laughs> don't belong, belong here. I belong in the crustaceous period. I pulled that out. I was like, what the fucking name? I got to think of a dinosaur period. She thinks we're still friends. Yeah. No, I know we're best friends because we're the two best. No, no, you're feeling no mad. She's so mad. Oh, come on. I'm going to buy the boys all the things they can eat. They can't eat no things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What, what, are you, what are you watching right now? What am I watching right now? She's not watching anything. She's reading. I am reading. I'm reading Many Lives, Many Masters. I got a flat tire. <laughs> Change it yourself? No. I went, AAA came, yada, yada. I went to the tire shop and I was sitting there. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I could be grumpy or I could be nice. And the guy came up and started talking to me. And he was so amazing, this guy at the tire shop. He adopted his son. He has four children. He adopted his son at 20 years old. I'm like, 20 Whoa. years old? How does that happen? Yeah. And he said the judge made an exception because the guy had been in and out of foster mm. and going back and forth to him for 10 years and that he was going into the army or something like that. And he's like, I want you guys to be officially my parents. Like, I want a family to write home to that's mine. And the judge said, I wasn't going to do this. But when I heard what your response was to your son, I changed my mind. Mm. I said, what was your response? He said, it would be a gift and an honor to be your father for the rest of my life. And so then he said, the judge hit the gavel and oh. said, you are officially his parents and that everyone. And he said, and I want to take a minute to tell you what a, a courageous man you are for taking in these kids. Because he said over the years, him and his wife would foster all these kids. And he said, I realized... I would get on my knees so I'd be their height and not scare them. And I'd say, you're going to be safe here. And I don't know about you, but I could really go for a peanut butter jelly sandwich right now. Oh, come on. And I was like, oh, I got to foster a kid. Oh Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. Did he sell you two tires then after that? He tried to sell me two tires. And he said, I only <laughs> want one, right? I said, I only have one flat. And he said, you know what I'm going to do for you? Put a plug in it 
and drive it to this other place where they're going to have one of that tire so you don't have to buy two. Set me on my way. That is an angel human. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Does he get kickback from that other place? Probably. Rob, he has to take the fucking... Beauty out of everything. I, I thought that was a beautiful story. That's no, a beautiful I'm, story. I'm glad he didn't try to sell you a full set of tires then after that. And he's like, and for eighteen ninety nine. Because then I maybe would not have believed that story. I didn't buy any tires from him. Good. What an amazing human. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to do more in this world. Yeah, you gotta stop being mean to children. <laughs> open a tire shop. As a matter of fact. <laughs> no, but to me, it was like one of those examples of like, could be something to be really grumpy about, but we have a choice, like what we take from it. Right. And like, that would have never happened. And like, who fucking knows? I may end up fostering a child because of that story right. that I got because I got that flat tire. Right. If you yeah. look at things that way, like when you're stuck in traffic and if you're like, instead, you just embrace it, especially if you're riding with someone that you can spend time with. Oh, has this happened? <laughs> Can you guys change a tire? No. My dad taught me when I was 16, but I haven't done it since. So I don't know if I'd put money on it, but I would try. Yeah, there's not really much to it. Yeah, I would definitely try. He definitely showed me. I would not try. Olivia would not try. Why would I try if I could get someone else to do it? She would call AAA. quick. The lug nuts. I know you do the the lug nuts to get the thing off. And then you got to like raise the car. Well, you loosen the lug nuts first. Yeah. And then you lift the car. Raise the car, then you just take them off. Well, how do you the raise the car with a jack? Mm-hmm. You so you jack. have to have a jack, right? You know what? Your sucks? car. If if your car has a spare tire, we'll have a jack also. No spare tire. That's how the Teslas are too. They. I think I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but we do have a run flat, so you can get to where you need to go. Yeah, yeah. So that was Mullen. That was Mullen. Love her. She really is such. I know I kept saying it, but she really is like a ray of sunshine. It's beautiful, the work she's doing, though, with honor sleeves. Love it. Yeah. So now I know how I can be a better human. That's true. You know? That's for sure. That's a gift. <laughs> Shut up, Rob. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.